uh, did it again. <laughs> We're just really not prepared today. Okay, Cassie, what are you drinking today? I am drinking Baja Blast. You know what? So am I. Cheers to that. Cheers. Clink. We love Baja Blast. Are you ready to talk about emotional support animals? I am so ready. You have no idea. Okay, chill. <laughs> it's 9.15 at night. I know. <laughs> so, what are emotional support animals? Jess, do you know? Um, I... Yes, yes and no. Okay. So, I know that your dogs mm-hmm. are emotional support animals, but then I also hear about those stories of people who, like, want to register, like, peacocks. Right. Or ferrets sure. or something as yeah. emotional support animals. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a controversial topic, which is one of the reasons why we're going to talk about it. Um, so, I have a couple of formal definitions that I pulled up. Um, the first one says... They are animals or assistance animals that support um, or that are companions and are intended to provide some benefit for a person disabled by a mental health condition or an emotional disorder. I don't really like that verbiage that they're using, but you kind of get the gist. It says an emotional support animal needs to be prescribed by a licensed mental health professional to a person with a disabling mental health diagnosis such as a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, must determine the presence of the animal is needed for the mental health of the patient. For example, owning a pet might ease a person's anxiety or give them a focus in life. The dog can be any age and any breed. But this, so this is specific to dogs. It is. So we probably should have prefaced this. This title of the podcast is ESA. Emotional support animals. But in this podcast, we're going to specifically talk about dogs. Yeah, because you have dogs. You have a, a lot of dogs. Yes. Seven? Five. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Do, yeah, five. Yeah. Okay. Five. I guess sometimes whenever I come, come over, it seems like there's way more than that. Yeah, there's only five. Um, and I only have one dog. Yeah. So we're familiar with dogs. Mm-hmm. More so than we are with other other animals sure plus i feel like dogs are the most i don't want to say like utilitarian i feel like that's the wrong word but Mm -hmm. it's much easier to put a dog on a leash Mm -hmm. than it is a cat that's true a raccoon or a horse or a horse yeah like you can't bring a horse into the grocery store but you can bring a dog right right and that is a whole separate debate like why are dogs like that versus like why don't we treat like snakes the way same way that we treat dogs? First of all, have you seen a dog? And have you seen a snake? Oh no, hundred percent. But like that's just a debate that people have. Okay. Anyway, that's we can maybe get into that a little bit later. We could. But so as Cassie and I were preparing for this episode, we were talking about like, okay, well, what can emotional support animals do? Like, what mm-hmm. what can't they do? Um, so some of the things they can do. Obviously, they live with their owners. So in their house, in their apartment, even if there's a no pet policy. Mm-hmm. Um, Emotional support animals are acceptable mm-hmm. uh, because they have, I don't want to say like more of a purpose, but they have more of a purpose than just like a regular pet. Right. It's almost like they're, they're like a working animal. Right. Kind of thing. They can also fly with their owners on most airlines. Um, more so, 
like, I guess in your lap rather than mm-hmm. like in a, in the cargo hold yeah. kind of thing. Have or you ever like flown with, you. with your dogs? I have not. I'm very scared and nervous too, but I think that if this situation approached me, that I would probably consider it. Like if I was moving out of the yeah. state and needed to fly somewhere, um, I have an advantage because both of my dogs are under seven pounds. So it's not like our 75 pound German Shepherd. Who I'm sure my dad would try to pass as an emotional support animal. And she probably would do well, considering that she flew from Germany to Philadelphia. (laughs) You can't see my face. But Dunya, the German Shepherd, and I have a very tenuous relationship. Very complicated. It is very complicated. Dunya loves Jess. She loves her. She doesn't love a lot of people, but she loves Jess. I think she loves me because I'm afraid of her. <laughs> and she's trying to... Anyway. Um, emotional support animals can also, like we kind of mentioned earlier, come into most stores, schools, buildings with with approval. I know that I could be wrong, but there's a, a freshman on campus this year mm-hmm. who I believe has an emotional support animal rather than like a... Um, like a seeing eye dog. Yeah. Um, that I've seen a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always so tempted to be like, yes. like pet the puppy, but you're not supposed to do that. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but emotional support animals can help with PTSD, with anxiety, um, fear of being in public places, those sort of things, depression, stress. Um, I have thought about getting an emotional support animal or like listing my dog but my mm-hmm. dog is 15 years old wow. and deaf and grumpy mm. so i don't think that would fly anymore maybe my cat who's 26 pounds oh yes <laughs> good luck getting that thing on a leash yeah yeah i'd try though <laughs> you would anyway so what is the difference because i mentioned how there's a girl at school who her dog is not a, a um Service seeing, dog? Yeah, service yeah. dog. Uh, seeing eye dog. So right. what's the difference between a service dog and a therapy dog? Yes, yeah, so service dogs, therapy dogs, and emotional support dogs or animals are all three different things. So a lot of people think that they could be interchangeable terms. They cannot. Um, a service dog is task trained, such as like a seeing eye dog. So it's basically bred, born, and raised to do a specific task. Um, they're used by one handler. So if, you know, you're in a family and your brother is blind, then your dog is, that dog would be trained for your brother specifically. Um, they have rights under the ADA, which is the Americans with Disability Act, to bring into public establishments, which therapy dogs do not have. So then, because therapy dogs, you, do you have to, like, a- apply for permission kind of thing or like call for permission whereas with service dogs you don't have to right so you could just walk in any store um and some of them have stores listed like target has a sign on their door that says no pets allowed unless they're like service animals well what what do they define as a service animal yeah you know like i don't think they're very strict about it um where like schools and other places probably would be Um, A service dog also has to go through a bunch of different testing. So um, if you're ever bored and want to look on YouTube, there are videos of failed service dog tests. And they literally 
make these tests impossible for any canine on the planet. I don't care how in tune or smart your dog is, it is impossible. They literally have to run through like a tunnel that has like steaks and burgers and hot dogs like lined in every direction they're going. And they have to go past that. Like they have to wow. push through the temptation because they have to be trained to do that task. You know, they can't be compromised. Um, and then similarly to the other ones, you know, you, you live with them, um, you know, and, and they're covered under the act, the housing act. So even if you live in an apartment where there's no pets, you can still have them. Therapy dogs um, are a little bit different in the sense that they are not trained to just one handler. Um, they're actually trained to be around a wide variety of people. So you'll see therapy dogs more in schools, um, maybe nursing homes even, where they bring them in because they need to be, you know, like socialized and everything. Um, so they have to be trained with certain experiences, environments, and people. Um, they also provide emotional support and comfort, and they are, like I said, they're usually used in schools and um, nursing homes and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah. I know we, like, at my university have had those kind of, like, end of the semester, yeah. like, doggy days. Right, right. Which I've always missed, because I'm a commuter, so I don't want to, like, trek all the way back out there. <laughs> but, because, um, yeah, definitely, like, my dad always says, like... It's scientifically proven that if you pet a dog, it lowers your blood your blood pressure. pressure. Yeah. I said blood sugar. <laughs> your yeah. blood pressure. Um, so I do think it's really amazing that dogs like have that. Like there's just like strange bond yeah. between humans and dogs, and yeah. we've kind of like figured out how to capitalize on I that. I know. I know. We really have. We really, really have. Um, yeah, it is crazy. There are a lot of benefits. Well, you know, like I said earlier, while controversial, having an emotional support animal, or in our case, what we're talking about, emotional support dogs, has a ton of benefits. Yeah. Um, they provide structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think, I mean, I'm, you can probably share more about, like, your experience. Because, right. like I said, I don't I don't have, my dog is not listed as an emotional right. support animal. Um, even though I feel like he is. Mm-hmm. He could be. He's getting too old for that. With a few easy steps that we'll talk about soon. Yeah, I want to hear what the process is. Because it's kind of almost like, well, how about you just tell us what the process is? Like, yeah. It's almost like you can just be like, that dog right there. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you want your animal um, dog to be an emotional support dog, there are a few things that need to happen. Um, it can be like Oreo absolutely could be. There's no discrimination against emotional support dogs. He doesn't need any specific training to be registered. Okay, or that was as one. one um, he just needs to provide emotional support to you. So typically, the first thing you would do is get a letter from a mental health professional. Um, in my case, it was a psychologist. And um, you can have a psychiatrist, social worker, therapist write a letter that basically just states, um, like mine was Cassie struggles with anxiety and PTSD. Um, Having this dog, you know, helps her to regulate, helps her to not, you know, like reduces panic attacks, different things like that. Um, And thus, you know, if she were to move into an apartment, you know, the dogs should be there. And if she were to fly... Um, uncomfortably or whatever, the dog should be there too. Um, And then typically, especially with airlines, you have to have proof of vaccinations. Mm -hmm. So um, you have to make sure that the dogs are up on all their shots. And if you're doing an international flight, you have to make sure 
um, that the country you're going to, like the dog has all their shots too. Some countries um, suggest, you know, more than one, you know, they have to have more than one type of vaccination. Um, and then a registration. So there's a lot of debate about this um, on like emotionalsupportanimalregistration.com. People say like it's a phony. You can register. You don't have to. Um, mine are personally registered. They have that letter on their documentation. They have an ID tag and they have a vest. So all three of those things are what I carry with me whenever I bring my dogs. That was one of my questions because I feel like I hear or like it's my perception that like, oh, well, you can just list anything you want yeah. and like it's really inexpensive and like you can just use that as an excuse to like bring your dog right. with you right. as opposed to like a service animal yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So is there really like, I, I feel like the whole emotional support animal is kind of new. I mm -hmm. feel like in the last maybe like five years. Yeah. I feel like I have Absolutely. until like recently i haven't hadn't really heard of or known anyone yeah who had an emotional support animal so what are the misconceptions mm. about maybe like listing your dog or yeah. getting the application or like going about it the wrong way a lot of people think that they can just google emotional support animal registration and then the first few things that pop up they pay like 30 bucks they get a letter um, and usually like a packet and things like that. And then that's it. But if you, if it's in a situation like you're trying to get an apartment, they have a no dog policy, but your dog is your ESA, you also have to have a letter signed by a professional, usually locally too. Like if I were to get an apartment in Bucks County, it would probably have to be a psychologist or therapist that was in Bucks County. That had like a, you know, like if they, if the person Googled their practice, it would come up, you know. So a lot of people think that they can just go on and pay and that's it. And I guess in some aspects you can. Like I think that if I didn't have a letter and I just walked into Target and I had my dog's ID tag and, he, and she had the vest on, they probably wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Um, but if you want to be like technical and go about it the right way, you do have to have that letter. Gotcha. Yeah. So do you carry around your... I feel like we've... I've never been with you when you have taken yeah. Charlotte out. Yeah. Like how I, often do you do that? I don't take her out very often. Um, I do take her out, I'd say probably like once or twice a month, just depending on the situation. Um, I have taken her to the hospital before. Um, I've taken her to church before. Um, not on a Sunday. I was going to say, I don't remember that. <laughs> no, I, I'm not taking her on a Sunday. Um, taking her to Target, the pet store, obviously. Um you know, in some other stores you get, I don't like it because I feel like I'm judged, even though I mm. shouldn't be. Um, especially if I were going into a situation where I was going into like a triggering place, yeah. you know, I try to avoid those. But if I had to go up to say like, you know, the town that I was in, um, in my relationship, I would probably bring her mm. with me. Do you feel like people judge you because they have that that idea that, like, oh, you just want an excuse to bring your dog yes. along with you. Yes. I do. I feel really judged, actually, mm. by that. Um, and I think, like, people don't... And I don't know if they don't realize, but, like, the actual... Like you said, your dad was saying, like, the actual benefits of having a dog near you. There are, like, physiological benefits. Yeah. That can really, truly help with what's going on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... 
they are just like this huge source of unconditional love yeah and support yeah support it's like so weird like dogs and how they how they do love you without being like like saying anything yeah it really is yeah. very strange sometimes I feel bad for people who are allergic I know so what's like an alternative then like let's say that I don't know you're allergic to dogs mm-hmm. get a dog that's hypoallergenic uh, but some people still <laughs> have sensitivity right so what do you do in that sort of situation? Well, I mean, it is really hard because there hasn't been a ton of studies that have shown therapeutic benefits of other animals. Right, like That's an not... emotional support peacock. Like, I remember there was right. this, like, yes. news story with that lady brought in that peacock yes. in the airport. Yes. I would flip out and leave that plane faster than you could say my name because I hate birds and I truly do not believe that any bird can be emotional support. I think it's the opposite. Like it would cause me to go into an emotional wreck, but that's just my opinion. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So when we do our episode about phobias, we can talk about that and why I have phobia of birds. Um, so I think that, yeah, like there are some people that can find therapeutic benefits. Like people say, um, you can have an emotional support bunny or, um, an emotional support cat, you know, so. Okay. But cats like coming, I love my cat. Mm -hmm. I love my cat. Mm -hmm. He's so snuggly and just fun. Yeah. However, 24, (laughs) five, 24, five of percent of the time rather than 24 7 yeah he is just uninterested oh yeah see and like i believe that too but i'm not a cat person but i have met cats that are really nice and like cuddly you know but like i just haven't personally experienced that yeah i mean my the cat, only cat will I also had, like slap you in the face right like our cat was named beelzebub after <laughs> the literal demon in the bible because that's how he was but with my mom like he came up and cuddled and you know had a lot of fun with her but Whereas dogs, you know, kind of love you all, like, no matter yeah. what. Most dogs. Yeah. And I would say, you know, like, all jokes aside, like, Jess is afraid of Dunya or has feelings about her. But, like, if she <laughs> I'm comes, getting there. You I'm are. There. You're working on it. We, we love progress. Um, if Jess came into my house, like, Dunya doesn't care who she is. Dunya loves women. So I'll preface that. Yeah, that's that. true. Yeah. She does not like men. She's afraid of them. Um, so if Jess walked in my house, like, without even knowing her, she would come up and, like, you know, try to lick you and, like, just love you and have, like, such a fun personality because she's so excited that you're there. Well, and it is such a welcome parade when I come into it your is. house because there's, like, all these dogs, like, skittering around. I know. And, there's, and they're all very small, so they're around yeah. my feet. And then there's Dunya, who's huge. I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. It is. It's quite the pack. Quite the pack. It really is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would say for people who can't have an emotional support dog, like, that is an alternative. Just find another animal. Good luck bonding with it, but if you can, go for it. My brother could list his hamster. He could. Hamook. Hamook. Yes. Hamook the hamster. He could. You know what? I feel like Hamook really is his emotional support animal. They're yeah. so cute. Yeah. No, it is a real. it is a real thing. And I know, like... More specifically for dogs, which is what we're talking about today. Like, oh my word. There are now, being like, I'm a social worker. You can get a certification in veterinarian social work. There are actual, there are support groups for people who have lost their dogs. And there, and I know where they are and I know when they, when they go, but it's a real thing. And you think about 
you think about like especially a service dog like if you're a child that's you know ha- was blind and and has a service a seeing eye dog dog and I hate bringing this up but like the dog only lives for yeah. so long yeah. you know and then like how that child has bonded so much yeah. because they're so dependent on this dog and then what ha- you know like people really do need support yeah because yeah. you depend and like I think of that all the time and I hate it but I think like what is my life going to be without Charlotte and Gus and I'm yeah. I'm going to be a wreck I'll tell you that now I will like be on bed rest for two and a half weeks at least at least at least <laughs> okay I I shudder yeah to that which we'll think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my dog is very old. Yeah. Um, he's in his twilight years. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. Um, and But I've... That's... We've had him since... I don't know, forever. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, we, never, we didn't have him as a puppy. Right. But, um, like, he's been there since my brother was, like, two. Yeah. And my brother's now gonna turn 17. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's a lot of bonding. Yeah, a lot. Just like another member of your family. It really is. It really is. And I think that people who make fun of that, like mock that sentiment, or they don't, you know, just because they don't know. They've never had a dog. Yeah. Or they've never had that type of dog before. Mm-hmm. You know, that is like truly is. Like, I joke about it all the time, and my sisters hate it. But Charlotte and Gus are my children. You know, like they really, I they really truly are. Well, Charlotte's your child, and then Gus is your grandchild because True. Gus is Char- Charlotte's puppy son. <laughs> There's a whole family tree here. There is. I have I have the family tree. I wrote it up. I did. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, just like a little background because you've heard me talk about Charlotte and Gus, and this is where Jess is going to be my really great podcast co-host and reel me back if I'm talking too much about them. Okay, well, because like any mother. I love to talk about my kids. I love to brag about my kids and my grandkids. And her phone case, like, the back (laughs) of her phone is literally drawings of both of her dogs. Yeah. I mean, it's really cute. Thank you. Where'd you get it? it. So, I had portraits made of them, um, like, cartoon sketches, and I created it on Casetify. (laughs) Hashtag not sponsored. Um, (laughs) But could be. But could be. And then I just customized it. So, um, yeah, so I got Charlotte in 2016, which is wild because it's 2019 now. Feels like yesterday. Um, I was going through a very hard time in my life. I was through my first, I'll say, quote, breakup because, um, as I'll talk about later in future episodes, I went through a breakup and then got back together with said person. So I was really going through a hard time. Um, and I also was going through a time of, like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? You know, like I was very unsure, just very insecure about a lot of things. And um, one of the things that I had been thinking about was grad school. And I knew that I was going to go to grad school, but I didn't know where. And I had narrowed it down from a lot of different places to Alabama University and Westchester University. My heart was in Alabama, forever will be in Alabama. I unfortunately went to Westchester Okay. because of the finances, and it was a lot cheaper than moving. But um, I had a dog, Edmund, um, another Yorkie in our house, and basically my mom said, if you move to Alabama, you can't take him. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> He's my dog. And she's like, no, he bonded with Addie, who's our other dog. And in reality, it was that my mom had bonded with him. 
So my mom, like jokingly, probably a little like passive aggressive was like, well, if you can find a puppy, we'll go find, like, we'll go see it. And I was like, okay. Within two hours, I was like, we have an appointment on Thursday at two (laughs) o'clock. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm serious. So that's when we got Char. um, And Char was a lot of work. (laughs) She was a lot of work. When I first um, found her and met her, she was so, like, lackadaisical. She just laid in my arms. Like, she was so chill. We brought her home, and it was like a switch went off. She was a demon. Like, she was a spaz and a half. She would literally just run around all day. She woke me up at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning wanting to play. Um, She gave me a lot of trouble, but that was so good for me. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what I needed. I was in such a depressive state like consumed by my trauma that I didn't even know what was going on and I had this little like two three pound thing that was like all right Cassie we need to go outside today okay Cassie we have to go to the store like I have to go outside you know Mm. um and so she like forced me to get out of that state that I was in so um as Charlotte got older um you know like as obviously the months progressed um and things had gotten a little bit more complicated with my relationship and I had been kind of coming out of the brunt of my trauma um she was such a key part in almost like the healing process for me Mm. like I would wake up with traumatic nightmares like night terrors I'd be sweating I'd be crying and she would come over and lay on my chest and like she's never trained to do that Mm. um but she did and she would like lick my face when I was crying and that would literally like I can't explain it but it would literally take me out of that emotion and like hone in on her face which sounds so odd but it's the truth and like some of that like scientific research they've said like staring into your dog's eyes releases oxytocin in your brain it literally mm. releases like happy th- chemicals you know um petting dogs also has that and will also release serotonin um So, yeah, she just, like, she was just such a key part in that. And um, we grew stronger, and um, she was, like, my little baby. She is my little baby. Unfortunately, there were some pregnancy mishaps. Um, Twice. Four times. (laughs) Um, And she got pregnant, and one of the the litter I thought was going to be her last, but wasn't her last, um, she had a little puppy, a little puppy, um, Gus Gus who I ended up keeping, and he is just the light of my life. I mean, both of them are. I love them both equally in different ways. He's just, like, such a goon. He really is. Yeah. I love him. He has such a fun personality. Goose, goose. Goose, yeah. And they really do, like, I guess I'm just passionate about it, but, like, they really do help with, like, your emotional and mental health concerns. Mm. You know? Like, I was telling my coworker this morning, I, like, didn't want to get up. Like, I was really tired, didn't sleep well last night. And I just was, like, automatically in a really bad mood. And then, like, I turned on my light and Gus, like, they sleep on the bed with me. And he just, like, lays on his back because he wants you to pet his belly. And he's just so cute. And, like, just really brightened my morning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My dog doesn't do any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but tell me how Oreo does provide emotional support to you. Oreo is interesting. Um, He's a very, I don't want to say standoffish, but... Like, he really, really likes his space. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed Has that. he always... Was he yeah, always like that? he's always been like that. Yeah. Where, like, you just don't sit close to him. You don't, right. like, get your face close to him. He wants you to pet him, and he wants to be pet 
all the time. And he mm-hmm. wants belly rubs all the time. Yeah. But, like, the other evening, we were just chilling out in the living room, and I went, and he was laying down, and so I just, like, rested my head on him, mm-hmm. and he got up and moved to the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just a really good picture of who Oreo is. Yeah. Like, he loves to be around people. He loves... He's a border collie. Yeah. So he's likes to herd mm-hmm. so he just follows you around the house like checks out where you are what you're doing always wants to be with you but he doesn't actually want to like be with you right. <laughs> right um so i guess oreo if i was to like think of okay what is how has he helped me in like my my mental health mm-hmm. he's just a constant and i yeah. think that's what's most beneficial because he's yeah. not snuggly like just knowing that like He's there, mm-hmm. and he's always like he's he always loves me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so selfish, but like no, it is. I mean, you know, and I think one of the things that you said that really stuck out to me was like the need for routine. Like, yeah. okay, I know that Oreo needs to be fed. He needs to be walked. He needs to you know be bathed once in a while because mm-hmm. he stinks all the time. <laughs> um, but. If there are some days when I would just like stay, yeah, I would like to just stay in bed the whole day and not do anything. But I like having Oreo makes me get up and yeah. like get out of myself, um, which I think is helpful. Mm-hmm. I haven't really thought about that before, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, but it does. And like that's why when I had Charlotte, it was just like a kind of coincidence of time and um because i had been thinking about moving across the country um you know that we got her excuse me but it really like in a time of my life where like i had just graduated with my undergrad and i didn't really have a job for like two months like i didn't start nannying until like two months and i was so depressed i literally would just like lay in bed but she Mm -hmm. forced me to get out um you know she forced me to have that and i just like I'm so thankful that, like, God created dogs, you know? And I I have been saying for the last year and a half mm-hmm. that when I graduate, I graduate in a year and a half. Yeah. Um, I want to get myself a pug mm-hmm. and name him Napoleon. Yes. That is my biggest dream. And every year for my birthday, my friends get me pug-themed <laughs> things. <laughs> Cassie just gave me a pug-themed shower cap. <laughs> You um, needed it. But that, I'm, oh, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to getting my pug yeah. named Napoleon and yeah. him being my emotional support animal. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and it, like it is, I talk about to people a lot, like it is a lot of work. Like having a yeah. dog is not. No. No pun intended. Is not a walk, a walk in, in the, the park. park. No, not at all. <laughs> they are really, I mean, it's really, it can be very hard, very difficult, but I just think it's like children. They're hard, you know. They talk back more than kids do. They cost more money than pets do. Um, you know, I just think, like, the good outweighs the bad. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine my... I can't imagine, like, how dull or just quiet yeah. our house would be without our yeah. our pets. Because we have a dog, a cat, and a hamster. Yeah. And we just have five dogs. Yeah. So it is quite the zoo, but it's a zoo that we love. Yeah. We love our zoos. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts? I would just say if you have an animal and you feel like your animal provides emotional support, look into getting them registered as an ESA Mm. dog. Look into seeing if you can get a letter. Um, because then you can, you know, like we said, you can move into a no pet apartment with them. You can fly with them. Um, 
And I, like, I'm thinking of, like, one of our really good friends, Jess, mm-hmm. who, like, hates flying. I'm not going to name who they are for anonymity purposes, but they hate being on planes. And I guarantee if there was a dog, she, they would be so distracted. I agree. I agree. Yeah, because it just takes you out of that moment and out of how you're feeling and, like, puts you into the moment with the dog. Well, and I think we're getting closer. I think they're going to get a dog soon. We'll see. Because I agreed. To dog sitting for free. <laughs> <laughs> to that I say, good luck. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, stay safe, take care of yourself, and we'll see you next week when we're still going to be worried. Yes, and go pet a dog. <laughs> <laughs>